What's up, everybody? John English here with another Broken Man podcast. Uh, welcome each and every one of you. Hopefully this, I don't, I don't think I have this mic dialed in just quite yet, so I apologize if the sound is a little off, but I'm tr- still trying to get the new microphone dialed in. And uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I had to pause for a second because I hear the garbage man. Uh, again, I have to remind you here in Texas, we have dumpsters. We don't have a lot of, uh, or at least in Amarillo, we have dumpsters instead of garbage cans. So when they come and pick up the garbage, it's extremely loud as they're, uh, uh, dumping the, these giant dumpsters in, into the, uh, garbage truck. So anyway, uh, I, I want to thank you each and every one of you for that have downloaded the, the shows, you know, up until this point, I appreciate it. I really do. Um, we are still growing the audience slowly, but surely, and hopefully at some point in time, you know, we'll get to a certain point. Well, actually what, what I, I'm not looking for a sizable audience. I'm looking for the right people to hear what I've got to say. You know, there's a difference. I I'm not looking to get popular, famous or any of that. Uh, all I'm doing is I, I want the right person or the right people to hear what I've got to say. And, and while I'm talking about my journey with God, because it's, uh, it has been a very long journey, uh, because of me, not because of God, it's been a a very, uh, anxious, uh, I I don't know how to explain it, but I, I tell you this right now, I look at, I look back at some of the people that I grew up with, um, prop my last, the last part of my high school career, last two and a half years. And I tell you, I see some of the people I was in such a big hurry to get out of this little small town of Addison. And I wanted to get out because I didn't feel like I fit in, you know, uh, among other things, I'm trying to change my life and, and just, I wanted to get away. And now I realize, I look at some of these people that I never thought in a million years would be as close to God as they are, you know, um, it, it, and it blows my mind that these people are all, you know, a lot of them are very close to God and, 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 and maybe if I would have stayed there, I would have eventually turned my life over to God and, and done it the right way. But I didn't, you know, I didn't. But I'm I am so impressed by some of the people, you know. Um, just as an example, there was a girl that was my lab partner in biology. We actually were just cutting up about this on Facebook, but uh, she she was so afraid of those frogs. You know, we had to dissect the frogs. You guys remember that back in the day? Uh, we had to dissect these frogs, right? And she was my lab partner. And she wanted nothing to do with that. And she was like the, she was like a, I don't know about, I don't know if I'd call her a class clown, but she was very funny and she was very outspoken and she, she got a lot of attention, you know, and, and she was just, she was just funny. She was a fun person to be around. She always made you smile, you know? And, uh, now I see her, she didn't want to cut up this frog, but now she's out doing uh, mission. She's in, doing mission work. She's in some of these countries. I, she posted a video not too long ago of driving around these, 
if you if you've seen some of these foreign countries um where they have mountain roads mountain passes where it's just one lane and it's right on the edge you know and i made it that's why i made a comment about it i was like man you wouldn't even dissect a frog but you'll ride in a vehicle on these mountain passes you know it was just amazing to me but that's what god does man god gets in your life and and makes you brave you know I mean, uh, you're going to do whatever it is, whatever it takes to spread God's word and do God's will. And I wish I was like that. I really do. And I look at another guy that played football. He was all about football. And he even, um, back then, the air guitar days, you guys remember that? Some of you older people where literally it was just like, you're you're you've got real instruments for the most part it started out using you know like trying to use a tennis racket as a guitar or whatever but they you know sometimes they would actually have competitions where they had real instruments they just didn't play them and they would play the backtrack of a band you know and then you were lip syncing and playing the instruments like and you tried to get as close as you possibly can and it was something you know it's pretty entertaining but uh i remember this guy he was a huge ozzy osbourne fan one of the most satanic uh, musicians on the planet ever. And he's doing, I remember him doing an air, uh, it was a competition where it was an air band, I guess, not, not just an air, uh, guitar, but it was an air band and he was playing the drums and, and, uh, he was a huge fan, you know, and they played crazy train. I remember that for some stupid reason. I remember that it's, it's crazy. Now he's a, he's a pastor. It blew me away when I found out this guy was a pastor, and I was so impressed and so proud of this guy. I am. I'm just so, I'm just gushing with pride, you know. Uh, it, it's just amazing. You know, Pastor Mackey, man, he's, he's, uh, he's an awesome person. He was a really good person back then. I mean, he wasn't just a dumb jock. He was a really good person, even though, you know, he was more involved in football and music and stuff, just like the rest of us, you know, just like all of us. But as far as being a good person, this guy was such a good person back then. He really, really was. He didn't like people bullying people. Uh, he would come to the rescue sometimes. You know, he was just an awesome human being. You know, now he's a pastor. Now he's spreading God's word, and I think it's 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 absolutely awesome. I hope I get to go to his church one day, and shake his hand, give him a hug. You know, I remember those days. I remember the old days. Some of the trouble we all got into. But anyway. Um, not to try to get too much on, on the old days. Uh, but I'm finally going to, I think I'm going to touch a little bit on this virus because now we're starting to see states open up. We're starting to see cities and states uh, finally getting tired of the economic downturn, which has been horrible for for a lot of people. You know, highest unemployment ever in the history of the United States and um, businesses that will never come back, locally owned businesses that will probably never, ever recover. It's sad. Big box stores are allowed to stay open. Uh, and I mean like Home Depot and, and Lowe's and places like that. They don't sell milk where they used to not sell milk. I mean, they might sell it. I think they started selling it a while back, you know, in little small areas of their store, I guess. And they're labeled essential. But however, there's been such an attack on faith and the church. And it's more than blatant what has been going on. 
And I personally, I feel like this has all been a test. I just watched a video and I'm going to play some of it here on the, on the podcast. I'm not, I'm, it's like a 30 minute video, so I'm not going to play the entire thing, but, uh, I am going to play the first part of it and listen very, very closely. Um, I think the same way this gentleman does it's uh, I believe he's a pastor as well. Pastor Danny Jones. I don't know where he's from. I don't know where his church is. I don't even know if he actually has a YouTube channel. But uh, the, chan- the the video is on YouTube. It looks like it's been posted by several people because I think they probably keep taking it down like YouTube's been doing. You know, it's more than obvious what they're doing here. You know, nobody's, we're not, this isn't new. You know, they've, they've been doing this for years and now it's just kind of getting to a point where it's blatantly obvious what uh, YouTube and Google and, you know, everybody that's in control of everything that we watch and see, we can see now that they're just as bad or actually worse than mainstream news. What we're going to do is we are going to, I want to play the first part of this. And I definitely believe this is, this was just a test. I was worried there for a little bit because I was thinking, man, it's, it, he might be closer than we think, but uh, I think it was kind of a test. You know, to see how the people are going to react, to see how the people of the world, not only the, the, the world, but, you know, obviously the United States especially, to see how people are going to act when they get quarantined or when they get told to stay home and don't go out. You can't go to work. You can't do this. You can't do that. And what you would accept to be able to go out and, and work and eat. And I think, you know, when the Bible speaks of, see, I, I, I think, you know, and I was, I thought this too early on talking about the mark of the beast, how I thought it was going to be forced on people. If you actually read the Bible, it's not, people are going to be begging for it. They're going to be lining up around the, 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 the sidewalk and around the buildings and down the road and down the the alleys they're going to be lined up for it they're going to they can't wait for it because it's the only way you're going to be able to buy sell trade eat work i mean that's that's it we just had a mini version of that in a sense and 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 i'm waiting to see if this this vaccine that ever if it ever shows up i'm waiting to see how this is done if it's going to be forced on people are are are, you know are we going to be forced to take this vaccine and you're not going to be able to go to work you're not going to be able to eat you're not going to be able to go into a store and buy food you're not going to be able to bank you're not going to be able to do anything without this vaccine is that is that what's going is that is that coming i don't know i mean it's possible at that point, will we see some sort of revolt? I have no idea. We have to wait and see. This is a wait and see type situation. So um, I'm going to go ahead and start playing this. I want you guys to listen very, very clear or listen very, very closely to this guy and what he's saying. He And and, and I want you to understand some of you have heard the New Agers. You, you, maybe some of you have been in the, this New Age movement. And I remember back in the day, a lot of the stuff this some of this or some of the stuff this guy is saying is stuff that we talked about years ago about you know in the conspiracy world and it was a conspiracy theory and now you're starting to see 
where the New Agers have taken some of this stuff to bring people into their Luciferian belief system. You'll listen very closely, and it's what they do. They 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 steal from the Bible. They steal from, from any source they can get their hands on, from Eastern mysticism. They steal from all of it just to get you sucked into this New Age belief system which will, I think, personally, will eventually become the one-world religion, you know, because they'll accept every religion but Christianity. Uh, Christian Christians won't be allowed. Because if you notice all the news that's been going on has all been about Christianity. It's all about the Christian churches. You don't hear anything about the mosques being shut down. You don't hear anything about the police showing up at the mosques you don't hear them showing up at I don't know where all these other people <laughs> I don't I don't know where the Buddhists and and all these people get together but uh you don't really hear about that do you no you do not you hear a lot of them being arrested are Christians and here's the thing a lot of them were doing drive-in services they were all in their car they weren't even together and they're being arrested the pastors are being arrested and then the people are being ticketed in their cars wow <laughs> It's I can't make this up. This is these are all true stories. And now I think in Virginia, uh, let me pull it up. There's actually a story uh, before I play this video. There is actually a story. Virginians can now be jailed. Now I don't again. I don't know if this is 100 percent sure. I need to go actually go in and look uh, and do the research. You know through the, you know the legal system. But uh, Virginians can now be jailed for a year for attending church services with 10 people. Uh, gathering in a church is now punishable by up to 12 months in jail or up to a uh, $2,500 fine. $2,500 fine or both. And this is from the governor, Governor Ralph Northam. Now, the story is from LifeSite. Uh, LifeSiteNews.com. I've never heard of them. I have no idea. Uh, but CNS News uh, reporting, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam issued an executive order on Monday that is aimed at stopping the new coronavirus and in the process makes it a criminal offense to hold a church service attended by more than 10 people. Yes, his order makes it a crime for more than 10 people to gather in a church. There are two passages in the text of the governor's order that are relevant to this. Paragraph 1 says, Therefore, by virtue of the authority vested in me by Article 5, Section 7 of the Constitution of Virginia, uh, I believe it's Code 44-146.17, uh, and in furtherance of Executive Order 51, I order the following. 1, effective 11.59 p.m. Tuesday, March 24th, 2020. So this has already had, this happened back in March, I guess. Uh, until 11.59, uh, well, I guess they can only execute this within, like, in a certain amount of time. There's only, like, a certain amount of, like, 30, I, I forget what it is. There's only so many hours they can do this, this particular executive order. Uh, but the, what they're going to try to do is make this mandatory for, um, you know, later on down the road if this happens again. They're setting it. They're setting the precedence is what they're doing. Uh, all public and private and person gatherings of ten or more indiv individuals are prohibited. And the second rel relevant section of the order says violation of paragraphs one, three, four, and five, or one, three, four, and six of this order 
shall be a class one misdemeanor percent to blah, blah, blah code. So, you know, that's just an example of one time of one, you know, one part of the country, one, uh, I guess one case, and there's been several cases where they make this, the, they pull these executive orders out of their rear end and, and all, you know, these executive orders have been there. These, just like what the president declared this state of emergency or state of, uh, whatever it was officially, you know, just short of martial law, basically. These are all laws that are on the books, and they've been on the books for years and years and years, and nobody really knew it. You know, there's generations of people that didn't even know these laws existed, and then when they're enacted, people freak out, and, they, and they're like, wow, I didn't know they could do that. Well, yeah, it's because you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention to what they're, the laws they're passing. Because they distract you, you know, they have these distractions they throw out there, and then they pass these laws in the middle of the night, and you have no idea. Um, let's see. What can the government do to you for committing one of these Class 1 misdemeanors? The Code of Virginia spells out the punishment. In 18.2-11, it says the authorized, the authorized punishments for conviction of a misdemeanor are, for Class 1 misdemeanors, confinement in jail for not more than 12 months, and a fine of not more than $2,500, either or both. So now attending a typical church service, like, uh, well, Catholic Mass, if you know, <laughs> you know how I feel about the Catholics, uh, would seem to fall within the scope of public and private in-person gatherings of 10 or more people. Any church service would, not just Catholic Mass, it, any church service. Uh, but I don't think the Catholics are being attacked right now. I don't think any of these churches, I'm not 100% sure. I haven't seen a lot of Catholic churches being arrested, shut down. It's all been Bible-believing Christian churches because the Catholics are not, it's not Christianity. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but Catholicism is not Christianity. Sorry. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that's just a typical, that's just an example, and that was back in March. Uh, actually, I just hit the story the other day. Uh, some people keep regurgitating some of these stories. They're actually old stories. It gets really annoying sometimes. But anyway, uh, so let's go ahead. I'm going to play this. Reverend Danny Jones, uh, this is from April 19th, 2020, uh, North Lake Baptist Church. I don't know where it's at. I don't. I, I think this is one of those videos that people are passing around on YouTube uh, because they keep getting shut down. It's like the two – have you guys seen the two doctors, the two doctors the, that – are talking about Dr. Fauci is full of it because they're on the front lines actually fighting this and they see that it's not as bad as the flu or it's as, or it's about as bad as the flu. It's not, it's more, it may be more contagious, but it's not the, the, the survival rate is 99%. I mean, give me a break. And how some of these deaths are questionable that they're saying were from the virus, you know, there for a while, I swear it seemed like everybody was dying of the virus. You know, you get in a car accident, well, it's complications from the virus. <laughs> you have a heart attack, it's from the virus. You know, it's ridiculous. How many of these people died from the flu? You know, how many of these people were, were actually had the flu and they would never survive the flu, much less another virus, you know, and it's like that maybe they had the flu and died. But if you died from something, notice there was no death announces from anything else. If a celebrity died, it was from the virus. Couldn't have been their drug abuse. Couldn't have been, 
you know, some other debil- debilitating disease that they had had in the in the past or age. They're just old people. I mean, old people pass away. Eventually, your body just gives up. Sorry, the AC kicked on, so I hope it doesn't blend through. So anyway, we're going to take a, a, a quick listen to this video. Again, Reverend Danny Jones from March 19th of this year and uh, a pastor from North Lake Baptist Church. So let's hear what... Uh, he has to say, hopefully I'll get the sound right on this, so. ...world on a one-world government. After World War I, they tried to establish the League of Nations, and that failed. And then after World War II, they established the United Nations and have dumped billions of dollars into it trying to build their new world order, and we're almost there. So do I think that the coronavirus is a sign of the end of the world? I don't think so. But I do think this COVID-19 is a drill. It's a simulation. It's a dress rehearsal, if you will, to work out the bugs and get all the nations prepared for this final world government. Very true. Um, Again, I feel the same way. I feel like this is just a test. This is only a test. You know, I, I feel like there for a while I was beginning to wonder, you know, um, just because of the way things were progressing and it was just weird because they were shutting everything down and, you know, but then there were no big riots or anything, which was really strange to me. People weren't rioting in the streets and people weren't, you know, I don't know. There was just something really weird about all this. So I can't put my finger on it. It just, something was really weird. But again, I believe just like this gentleman does that this was just a test. And they've slowly been doing, if you look back in time, they actually have been doing this time after time after time. Every, it seems like every few years there's a test, right? Like 9-11, I think, was a gigantic test. You know, let's see just how much we can fool these people. You know, and they did a great job, fantastic job. It, it passed with flying colors. It fooled everybody, most people. But I, I think this virus thing is was definitely blown way out of proportion. I'm not saying it's not real. Don't get me wrong. And and here's the thing. You'll find a lot of people, a lot of Christians talking about it, that they don't think it's not real. Don't don't throw me in the mix with the, the uh, conspiracy theorists. You know, some of these people that go crazy with the conspiracy theories. No, I believe it's real. It's a real virus. Yeah. But I still think it was so blown so far out of proportion and it's being used. It just happened to be another excuse to, you know, to be, I guess, used as a political tool, you know, as well as other things. But uh, anyway, let's uh, continue on here. If I'm, I'm actually doing this off my phone. That's what I like about this per- Roadcaster Pro is I can plug anything into it and, and run the audio. So it's pretty cool. Uh, let's go. For the last three months, we've watched our globalist leader. By the way, the buzzing noise is on the video, not my audio, so I apologize. ...manipulate us with the Marxist revolutionary technique known as the Hegelian dialectic. It's a very complicated philosophical thing, but it can actually be salted down to about three points, and that is called problem-reaction-solution. Aha, I remember that. Remember that? Remember that from all the New Agers? Remember that? problem reaction solution and it's true i'm not saying it's not true i'm not arguing i'm just saying that was one of the main things 
that New Agers were using back when in the conspiracy days, the 9-11, you know, all the stuff over the last 10 years, that was a big, big point that they used. And again, another thing, you know, that they were saying over and over and over, problem, reaction, solution, problem, reaction, solution. Yes, it is very true. Yes. But it was used to draw people into their Luciferian belief system. These New Agers I'm talking about. You know, you couldn't win either way. You either, you know, you were freedom, rah, 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 you know, and I was a patriot and I'm going to fight. I'm not going to let them come and do this. You know, they would suck you in and start, you know, getting you into uh, taking all kinds of different drugs. But, oh, man, you need to open your third eye, dude. Dude. I mean, come on. You realize when you activate your pineal gland, it puts you to sleep? Do you realize that? Has anyone ever told you that? Do you know how the pineal gland actually works? Is that what they're saying? They're saying, yeah, man, you got to activate your pineal gland, dude. It's covered in calcium, dude. So if you take ayahuasca, you'll, you'll, you'll activate your pineal gland, dude. You know what happens when your pineal gland activates? You go to sleep. It's the, <laughs> that's the, you're not opening your eyes. You're falling asleep. Your pineal gland activates when you go to at nighttime. That's why, that's why human beings aren't made to work, stay up all night. You know, we're not, we're not meant to be working all night and sleeping in the daytime because the night, it's like the nighttime triggers the pineal gland and that's what puts you to sleep. It releases the, uh, melatonin. Is that right? Is that the, is that the correct word? And then that's supposed to put you to sleep. Mine doesn't work, apparently, because I can't sleep. But uh, I don't get enough sleep or good sleep. But uh, that's the way it's supposed to work. So when they, all these years, these New Agers are talking about um, <laughs> activating your pineal gland, they're talking about putting you to sleep. Putting you to sleep so whatever Luciferian crap they can inject into your mind. I guess I, I, that's, that's all I can think about. That's all I can think about why they would do. But anyway, uh, let's, let's continue on. So a lot of this stuff I've heard before, you know, back in the day from all these new agers and they used it as a platform to suck people into their Luciferian belief system. Not all of them, but a majority of them, you know, some of them didn't believe anything. They didn't believe any God or whatever. They literally believed in, you know, I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent what they believe, but um, I think they kind of believe more and we just developed and that's that, you know, like <laughs> evolution or something. But uh, anyway. The way you change cultures is using problem, reaction, solution. So these globalists, they cause a problem, be it terrorism or pandemic or global warming or whatever they want to come up with. And then they wait for our reaction. Our reaction as people tends to be the same. Oh no, we're all going to die. Somebody do something. And then they have the solution, a prepackaged, ready for us, usually involves more government control of our lives. So let's And again, I'm not saying that's not true just because the New Agers used it as a uh, surfboard. I'm saying it is very true. This is exactly what they've done over the years. Problem. They create the problem. They wait for your reaction, and then they come in swooping in on their white horses with a solution. 
some of the guys are getting too old to do this. George Soros and, you know, I think David Rockefeller's already dead. Uh, but you've got, now you've got Bill Gates. He's the, uh, he's, he's the one on the white horse now. He's created, I mean, you can trace the Bill Gates Foundation. Um, they've traced it back to that. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding you here. They've traced it back to Wuhan and that particular factory that, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, bug factory where they're just creating these bugs. You know, you can trace his involvement in this from beginning and then he's coming up with the end. He's trying to come up with a solution right now. And he's going to make billions. If, if they come up with a vaccine, he'll make billions more than he has now. He's the new face of the new world order. Bill Gates. You know? Which is crazy because Windows sucks. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> Windows is, is not a great operating system. You know, but uh, anyway, let's let's continue. The timetable a little bit. Sometimes it gets blurred with our 24-hour uh, news cycles that go through. But let's look back at the timeline and see the changes that have occurred in the last couple of years that's brought about our current predicament, which for us began on March 15th when President Trump declared a state of emergency for coronavirus. Three years ago, November the 8th, 2016. Donald Trump shocked the world by winning the presidency of the United States of America. He won this election by promising to make America great again, to put a stop to the globalist agenda. To now, I don't know where this guy is political. I mean, he's, I would imagine he's more, you know, conservative, obviously. Most Christians are. But here's where I start to go off the path a little bit, you know. I've always believed that this left-right paradigm is just a, it's a dog and pony show. Trump is an actor, you know? Most of these people are just, they're just actors. They're playing a role. They're playing a part. And people get so wrapped up into this, and they really think this pre these presidents are really for them and really doing what they say they're doing and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you get them so... That's why I had to block people off Facebook because they were just so into Trump and they thought Trump was the man and he was the deal and they wouldn't hear anything about it, about how he could possibly be part of this whole New World Order situation. You know, they'll believe other things about 9-11 all that because, you know, that was a past... Uh, president, you know, it's not our current president, but Trump's a rah, 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 Trump. Rah. Trump's a, he's just playing a role. Again, there hasn't been a real president probably since JFK. JFK was probably the last real president. I think Ronald Reagan was trying to be that guy and they shot him and all of a sudden his, his whole attitude changed, you know? I mean, that tends to do it. You get shot. Here's a little warning for you, you know, and they probably play the JFK tapes, probably the unedited version, not the edited version that we got. There's a Bruder films, you know, they play the unedited version. They know who took them out. They already know, you know, they're not stupid. So 
Um, that's where I go off the kind of go off the path of, of some of these people like this gentleman here. Um, now again, I don't know what his full belief system is. I haven't, uh, really listened to the video all the way to the end. Uh, I'm going to do that at, at some point in time, but, uh, just the first part of this, I wanted you guys to hear and, and to understand that you're going to hear a lot of this from new age people. You're going to hear the. Uh, the dialect and you're going to hear, you know, problem reaction solution. You're going to hear new world order. You're going to hear George Soros. You're going to hear, uh, all these different names and all these theories and all these different things. You're going to hear this from new agers. And I want you not to get sucked in to their belief system because that's what they do. They take, they take a little bit of the truth. They draw you in, and this is this is these are uh, the same types. Uh, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to say this. It's the same exact pattern as a cult uses to draw people into the cult. They give you a little bit of truth, just enough truth to get you sucked in, and then they they got you. Then you'll believe whatever they say. Oh well, he said, well this was the truth, and you know, then well then obviously the the you know lucifer is the good guy you know you'll you'll start believing anything and that's how they work that's the that's the whole operation that's that's how they work so be very very careful be very very uh vigilant and and, and make sure you understand that they will use anything anything to draw you in and it doesn't mean these are bad people. I mean, a lot of these people, man, they're really good people. And I feel so bad for them. And I hope someday that they come back around and I hope they get out of that cult. And, and I hope that they realize that Jesus Christ is the only way. You know? I mean, I hope one day that, 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 that at least a few of those people will realize it. because they, I, And I think a lot of them know it. And there's just going to be some people that will never turn. There's, you know, actually most people will never turn. And, and it's sad. I struggle. I believe it. And I'm struggling with sin. I'm struggling with my own sin. You know, for weeks, uh, the, the enemy has beaten me down that I'm not good enough. And, and look at your past, Johnny. Look at your past. You're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. You don't deserve to even say the word Jesus, much less even talk about his word. You know, you don't deserve to be here and do this. Look what you did. Look what you're thinking about right now. You looked at that girl in the tight pants. You, you know, you had bad thoughts about her. You're not worthy. And, and, and once I get past that, I think I'll see, you know, and then I'll be able to get closer to God. I'll be able to do whatever it is God wants me to do. I just have to get past that self-deprecation or, or this, you know, beating myself up and, and, and thinking about the past and how bad of a person I was in the past, how bad of a father and, and how bad of a stepfather I was, uh, how bad of a friend I am and how bad of a person I am. 
That's what the enemy does. He keeps you you thinking about it, and you just you just dwell on it every single day, and that's what I've been doing. And and he'll do that to you. I mean, that's what the enemy does. And he doesn't bother the people that don't believe. He doesn't bother the people that listen to metal and and they're so wrapped up in themselves or they've got to cover up, you know, whatever hole that is in their whole, their their chest with shopping and money and material objects and and other people and relationships and sex and drugs and music and you name it. They try everything in the world. They pile on everything in the world to fill that hole in, and they never can do it. They never fill it in. It's never enough. You're never happy. No amount of therapy, no amount of uh, pills and anxiety medication, no amount of alcohol, drugs, music, movies, nothing will ever be enough. I promise you it will never be enough. Jesus Christ is the only thing that can fill that. And a lot of you know that. A lot of you out there listening to this right now that, that haven't accepted Christ into your heart, you know deep down, I think you know it. It's what keeps us yearning for Jesus Christ. It's what keeps us looking out and searching out for God. You know? So... Anyway, um, I'll climb down off my soapbox for a second, and we'll continue on. I've only been, only a couple minutes into this video. I keep, I'm sorry, uh, but I have to comment. Close our borders and to quit paying all the bills for United Nations and NATO. Also to stop uh, this man-made global climate change hoax and to stop the one-sided trade deals. He said, I want international trade, but it needs to be fair trade, not with America always being on the other end of the hook there. And everything he's saying is true. And I want to say something real quick about the climate change thing. Uh, if you notice with all the people now, and I'm not, don't take this as I'm joining in with the freaking climate change people, Okay. Uh, all I'm saying is we do make some sort of impact on the on the climate, okay? We do have a, a an impact, all right? Um, there's been reports, and, and I can't wait for the globalists and, and the, the these people, the Gretas and, you know, all these people that are um, so hooked into this, this. It's almost a cult into itself, unto itself is the is the 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 climate change people it's almost a religion but we have made there has been a change i've heard a lot of people talking about how great the uh the air quality is and out in la and you know you look at uh, i guess a lot of sea creatures dolphins and all that stuff are showing up in these some of these other countries foreign countries you know there are beaches and stuff you know, they're starting to see a lot of different wildlife that wasn't there before, and and the air is cleaner, There's the smog is down, you know, all these different things because people weren't going out and doing stuff. There was, you know, fossil fuels weren't being burned and, you know, et cetera. Yes, we do play a small part on the, on the climate for sure. That is proof. Now, killing the planet, though, I don't, you know, no. I, I you know, no. I, I'm sorry. But the the whole thing of climate change is a uh, has been all about the money anyway. It's all about the money because nothing that you know so far 
this mass destruction that's supposed to have happened. Have we had bad storms? Yes. Bad hurricanes? Yes. Tsunamis? Yes. Have we had volcanoes erupting? Yes. We've had earthquakes, all that stuff. But that's all in the Bible. The Bible tells you that's coming. You know, the Bible's, uh, the Bible's been right so far, and it, and it keeps being right more and more every day. But, you know, the climate change people, whole different story. Whole different story. They, they again, blown something way out of proportion to make money. And they will make money off this virus, too. They already have. Trust me. So once he started all this, immediately the globalist billionaire banking and business class turned on him. The press attacked him. Democrat politicians and never-Trump Republicans began trying to impeach him. That went on for about three years. And then once that failed, the next move was coronavirus. Now, in the past, it was usually David Rockefeller who was pulling the strings on, around the world on these globalist movements. But he died in March 2017. We never did think he would, but he died in March 2017 at 101 years old. But trust me, there's people in his family that are <laughs> carrying that torch. It, just because one of these guys dies doesn't mean the torch doesn't get passed down. You know, the Rockefellers are still involved. They're still involved in the, the cabal. Rockefellers and, you know, Soros and, you know, all these people. Anyway, here we go. Then there's George Soros. He always gets the blame. He's 90 years old. Right now, he's not having much to say, but he is heavily invested in pharmaceuticals. And so it appears that Bill Gates is taking the lead of this billionaire's club move toward a one-world order. Uh, one of the other elder statesmen of this bunch is Henry Kissinger, who is now 97 years old. And ever since I was a little kid, Henry Kissinger's been on the radio and on the TV talking about his new world order. Anyhow, he wrote an op-ed piece on April. You ever wonder how Henry Kissinger, have you ever seen Henry Kissinger? Look him up. If you've never seen him, look him up. Google Google search the images. How is this gigantic, grossly overweight human being, 97 years old, still alive? Think about that. Think about that. And a lot of these guys, like these elitists, you know, they're just, they should have died long ago. Somehow they're still alive. That just goes to show you what they're holding back from us. And the gluttonous spirit behind some of these people. Rejoicing about how this new world order would lead us to, how this coronavirus would lead us to this new world order. So he is so proud of Bill Gates, he said there. So apparently Bill Gates is the anointed one. He is one of the richest globalists today. He's co-founder of Microsoft, who is now working to give away his nearly $100 billion fortune through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. His pet projects are population control and vaccinations. Yeah, he's not going to give that money to the people that need it. A lot of these people, him and like Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon, they have more than enough money to bail out and, and you know bail out the entire world, and they'd still have a fortune left. They won't do that, though, will they? No, they'll pile their money behind these causes that, that are basically meant to create this new world order. New world religion, new world order, all this stuff. His father was a board member for the abortion provider Planned Parenthood, who helped young Bill understand as he grew up the need for global birth control to save the planet. 
Vaccinations, strangely, by Bill, are considered a subset of population control. Bill has this. And by the way, agenda. if you've ever heard Agenda 21, Agenda 20, uh, or Agenda 30, I can't remember what. They keep renaming it over and over and over. But Agenda 21 is a population control type situation. And you've got the Georgia Guidestones. If you don't believe me, Google search the Georgia Guidestones. It's not, it's not a conspiracy theory. There's actually these tablets, these big giant stones set in Georgia. Supposedly, nobody knows where they came from. Nobody knows who funded this. You know, I would guess Bill Gates and some of these people have something to do with it. But, uh, but anyway, they're, they're, they actually exist. Population control is a real thing. It's not, it's not uh, a conspiracy theory. Theory that if less babies died in infancy, then parents will want fewer children. And so he works all this population control and vaccinations through something called the Good Club. You can look it up on the internet. The Good Club is made up of other globalist billionaires like George Soros, Warren Buffett, Oprah Winfrey, uh, the Rockefeller family, uh, the Ted Turner Foundation, etc. Two years ago, I'm yeah, I'm going to talk about Oprah Winfrey at some point in time. Her supposed Christian background and her Christianity. She's a new ager. Oprah, Oprah's like the leader of the new age, <laughs> new agers, you know, and she, she came on the scene as a, you know, supposed Christian lady and turns out that she's actually a new ager. Her belief system turned quickly once she became famous, started making billions, you know, it, it all money and power always changes people. 17th of 2017 at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. For those of you that's not aware of what goes on in Davos, Davos, they have this January meeting every year where 3,000 of the world's wealthiest people gather every year to figure out how to rule the world. Bill Gates, back in 2017, initiated a new working group called CEPI, the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations. It's a collaboration of the Gates Foundation the governments of Norway, India, Japan, and Germany, and two big pharmaceutical companies called Inovio and Moderna. They also included DARPA, which is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, also known as the mad scientist of the Department of Defense. They also included the Army, U.S. Army's Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases, that's the mad scientists of the Army, that work out of Fort Detrick, Maryland. This CEPI began working on the next epidemic in 2017. Also at Davos, Gates began working on a Netflix video called Pandemic. Now, as y'all all know, I don't watch movies, but maybe I should have watched this one. It was released in November of last year. The plot of the movie was a coronavirus that originated in a wet market in China, leaving millions of people dead. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> You'll always, uh, you'll see a lot of, uh, just take it for instance, 9-11, okay? There was the Simpsons thing, you know, uh, these, these, somehow the Simpsons predict all bad things that have happened, you know, and then also predicted the Trump presidency and, you know, all these things happened before. It's like they show you, they have to tell us what they're doing. It's, it's like their thing. They have to tell us what they're doing, Right. They have to, they have to put it out there. This is what we're going to do. And then they do it. And that's probably what happened here as well. You know, 
I mean, how can you how can you debate that? Bill Gates puts out, you know, funds a video, a movie, whatever documentary, whatever the hell it was. I, I never saw it personally, but he funds this and it's exactly the same scenario as what we're dealing with right now. What are the odds of that happening? Tell me. What are the odds of that actually coming true? That somebody puts out a movie or somebody puts out something and then it actually happens. And this has been happening for years. It's been happening for a very, very long time and nobody's paying attention. A few people are, but not very many. So all that is true. It's not conspiracy theory. This stuff happens every day and we just... You know, we're, we're so wrapped up in ourselves and we're so wrapped up in everything else that we don't pay attention to what they're sh they show it to us. They put it they plain, plain as day. They put it right there in, in, in plain sight. And then people bring it up after the fact. It gets brought up and you're like, oh, wow. You know, and then people still, <laughs> people will still argue with you about it. They still will argue. It's crazy. So a little bit more, and then we'll end this. Wow, what do you think? Is that a coincidence? Is Bill Gates a prophet? Or is it a plan? Last fall, October the 18th, 2019, there was a pandemic exercise called Event 201 at Johns Hopkins University. The exercise was conducted by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Economic Forum, and Michael Bloomberg's School of Public Health at Johns Hopkins University. And yes, that's the same Michael Bloomberg who just tried to run against, Bill, uh, against Donald Trump for president of the United States. The pandemic simulation predicted that the coronavirus would have the same kill rate as the Spanish flu of 1918, which caused around 65 million deaths worldwide in an 18-month period. It's also interesting to note that Dr. George Fugao, the director of the Chinese Centers for Disease Control, was involved in the simulation. At the same time, at the very same day, October the 18th and lasted through the 27th, the World Military Games were being held of all places in Wuhan, China. You had 10,000 athletes from 110 countries. Uh, the United States delegation was about 300 people. Two months later, January the 7th, China reports the coronavirus outbreak in Wuhan. January the 21st through the 24th, was the 2020 annual World Economic Forum gathering in Davos. So the rich guys were back in Davos again in January of this year. And Bill Gates and his CPI, CEPI that I just announced, they announced a coronavirus vaccine program with partnerships including Inovio and Moderna and the United States National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which is led by none other than Dr. Tony Fossey, who is now the chief medical advisor to President Trump, who you see on TV in these daily briefings that we're getting. Again, well, Fossey, Fauci, whatever his name is, same guy. But uh, by the way, I made some money off of Novio in the stock, in the stock market. It was, it was right before it crashed. I made a little bit of money off them because I, I read, you know, I started reading through kind of seeing what they were up to and seeing, you know, I did a little bit of research and found out what they're involved in and who's involved in their company. And I, I, uh, manipulated the stock market to my advantage just a little bit, not a lot. I make a whole lot of money, but I made a little bit 
right before the crash. And and this is how the big boys do it, except on a much bigger scale. You know, they, they invest millions, billions, and then they make trillions. Trust me, this stock market crash, when it crashed down, you know, the rich people still get richer. They still make money. The stock market is a joke. It is a, it is, it's a game that you will never win. You might win little things here, little, little, little small battles here and there, but you'll never win the war when it comes to the stock market. So anyway, uh, I'm going to stop that video right there because we're about 52 minutes in and I don't want to get, uh, I've already went way longer. Than I wanted to, what happened to the half hour episodes, Johnny? Yeah, exactly. So, um, I just wanted to touch a little bit on this because I really dug into it and done a show about it. Uh, I, I just wanted to show you, you know, and not to mention a Fauci, Fauci, whatever. Um, you know, there's ties to the Jesuits there. There's ties to uh, Freemasonry. I mean, everybody's got their little fingers involved. All right. And, and, and again, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's all fact. It's all truth. You know, so uh, just something to think about. You know, those of you out there that believe that you're believers in Jesus Christ, you need to keep praying. You need to keep, um, if you get a chance, talk about Jesus, you know, to people, people that don't uh, don't fall for the new age stuff. Because they're going to tell you all, they're going to tell you some of these truths to get you sucked into their belief system. It happened to me. It happened to me. That's how that's how I'm that's why I can warn you about it because it almost happened to me. I had them sucking me into it slowly but surely. Man, you need to take this ayahuasca. You need to take this uh these DMT. You need to take all these things and then you'll ascend. You can be a god, Johnny. The universe loves you, Johnny. You know, I heard all that and I and I almost fell for it. It pulled me away from God. That was a period of my life when I, I walked or ran away from God. And I lost my family because of it. I lost my family. I lost so much. You know, after all the things that God had done for me. After everything he had gotten us through. And I turned my back on him. And I'm telling you now. There are much worse things coming, and it won't be long. Jesus is coming back. I can promise you that. And it's not easy. I can tell you for a fact, and I can tell you straight up, it is going to be one of the hardest things you've ever done because the, the, the enemy will come after you, and it will be relentless. But I can tell you in the end, if you stay firm in your beliefs and pray every day and, and read God's word and do everything you possibly can to stay close to God, he'll take care of you. Why he's taking care of me, I don't know, because I definitely don't deserve it. But I'm going to do my best to forget about the past and try to move forward with God, with Jesus in my heart, Jesus leading the way, I'm going to do the best I possibly can. And that's all we can do as human beings because we are sinners. 
We were born sinners. We, we have this hole in our heart. We're always looking for something, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for Jesus. And there's no amount of money, material objects, video games, music, movies, fame, fortune, none of it will ever solve or fill that hole. Never. So that's it for me today. Thanks for listening. I love each and every one of you. I hope that some of you will will heed these words. And even if just one person comes to Jesus because of it, I'll be ecstatic. Stay strong. God bless each and every one of you. And hopefully, God willing, I'll uh, talk to you guys again real, real soon.